the City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hello, everyone. This is Russell Cox. I'm the editor of the Municipal Association's Uptown Publication and Digital Production Manager. Today, we are going to be talking about the Joint Annual Academy of the South Carolina Municipal Finance Officers, Clerks, and Treasurers Association, as well as the South Carolina Business Licensing Officials Association, which is coming up in Myrtle Beach, October 8th through 11th. Joining me today are Jeff Shacker, who is the association's contact for MFOCTA, and Scott Slatton, who is the contact for BLOA. Jeff and Scott, how are you doing today? Doing great, Russell. Doing fabulous. Appreciate the opportunity <laughs> to participate on this. So let's start with the background on the Joint Academy. Can you tell us why these two affiliate organizations, municipal finance officers, clerks and treasurers, as well as business licensing officials, team up to create this professional development conference every year? Yeah, Russell, there's a couple of reasons, actually. Uh, most of them are practical uh, in nature. Business licensing officials and municipal clerks in many cities and towns across the state, particularly smaller cities and towns in the state, are the same person. Mm-hmm. Or they the, the responsibilities for those functions are shared by maybe one or two people within a small town. And so it only makes sense that we put their annual training together so that they can maximize the amount of time that they're at home and get the most value for their dollars when they come mm-hmm. for this training. And of course, the other reason is, one of the other reasons is the fact that the two organizations, while they are pretty substantial in size in terms of membership, to hold a multiple day training session, each of them to do that would would probably not be very practical. So as I said, to, in order to maximize the amount of time uh, and get the most benefit out of, the, out of the time that people are out of the office, Many years ago, the two organizations agreed to hold this joint academy, uh, which is their annual academy. The, the first day and a half of the uh, training sessions is uh, one or the other, BLOA or MFOCTA. Then they share a day's worth of training sessions. And then the, the last day and a half is, is the other group that didn't go first. And they switch year each year. They switch who goes first and mm-hmm. who goes next. So that, that's how this joint academy came to be. And because the two joined together, it helps to boost the attendance. They, were to, they hold uh, one-day training sessions, each mm-hmm. of them, every spring. But to, to be out of town for a couple of nights, you want as many people there as possible because you can get a lot, a lot better rates from the <laughs> hotel as well. That's, uh, that's why, we, uh, why we combined the two many years ago. Mm-hmm. Jeff, can you talk about some of the topics for MFOCTA this year? I know the agenda is covering things like the census coming up next year in 2020, um, professional communication is on there, annexation, and the practice known as First Amendment audits. Sure, sure. We, we're really pleased with the agenda that's been put together. The uh, Municipal Finance Officer Clerk Treasurers Association, just like the Business License Officials Association, is coordinated or governed by a board composed of municipal officials. Mm -hmm. And so we rely on that board primarily to develop the agenda for their spring meeting and this joint annual academy. 
And the MFOCTA Board of Directors, I think, did an excellent job of selecting topics. And then our job was to go out and, you know, identify speakers that could present the material and fully scope out the sessions. And, you know, I think the Census 2020 session is very timely. Mm -hmm. Uh, A major effort of the Census Bureau this year is ensuring a complete count, uh, particularly in census tracts, which is, uh, I guess, the mid-sized level of aggregation that you find in census data. You go all the way down through county census divisions to blocks and census tracts are kind of in the middle. Mm -hmm. But they've identified tracts where the response rate to questionnaires is not particularly high. And so they're going to talk a little bit about those hard to count areas and how uh, cities can help ensure an accurate count. It's really important for the cities and our finance officers will be extremely sensitive to this because... Uh, several of the major sources of revenue for cities are based on population. I mean, we've got a large number of cities with a local option sales tax. The mm-hmm. distribution formula is almost wholly, not completely, but based on population. Of course, state aid to subdivisions, the local government fund is, is based on population. So really important we get a complete count. The session on two on what's new from uh, the Government and Accounting Standards Board, I think will be really... Gasby. Gasby, <laughs> yeah, the great Gasby, uh, will be really beneficial to our folks because, mm-hmm. of course, Gasby is regularly issuing statements, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes to the chagrin of, <laughs> of municipal finance officers, but uh, not always. And so uh, there's some material there that they need to be aware of that's timely. You mentioned the First Amendment audit session. That's uh, kind of a new one probably for a lot of our folks. You know, there's a... Uh, In recent history, we've seen this phenomenon uh, sweep the country with law enforcement agencies, Mm because you can imagine there's a good bit of interaction in the field between uh, citizens, some of whom may be testing their constitutional rights Mm -hmm. uh, with law enforcement officers. But we're now seeing that wave hit uh, government facilities, including city halls. So I think it's really important. And we've had some activity along those lines in South Carolina. Uh, so we think it's really important that our members are uh, familiar with the term and uh, what it is, the developments uh, you know that have been occurring with First Amendment audits, and then mo- most importantly, how to respond. Um, what does it What does it look like from the standpoint of city hall staff? Of someone comes in the door and they have decided they are going to conduct a First Amendment audit. I know there are, they are pretty gung ho about it. They are, and and I actually had a small town call me. I want to say it was about three, three, three to four weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, they had a an individual who came into their building, and of course, you know, their their natural inclination was to ask, can, you know, can I help you? Is there mm-hmm. anything that you need? And that person was filming uh, members of staff mm-hmm. uh, through windows and through doorways. Of course, their their reaction as you might would expect with one of these audits was to, to claim that, Hey, you're harassing me. You're, um, you know, you're impinging on my constitutional rights. So that's a lot of times it looks like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. more than a resident coming into city hall, uh, to, into a council meeting and wanting to film or, or record a council meeting. There's a lot more sometimes aggressive tactics involved, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And sometimes it can play out in a council meeting too, yeah. but yeah, yeah, very often it's in, in the uh, offices of the city mm-hmm. and, uh, and of course, it, it makes it's it's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and so uh, we want to make sure that our folks are ready for that if they're faced with it. Any other um, MFO CTA sessions? Yeah, well, we we've got uh, a session on uh, what cities need to know about uh, taxpayer and customer bankruptcies. We often get questions in uh, the field services programs about you know how do you deal with a large utility customer that's filed for bankruptcy mm-hmm. um, so i think that will be a very good session and we've got two individuals coming from usc a uh, us bankruptcy court to uh, to present that information 
Uh, Scott's actually going to lead a panel discussion for the MFOCTA portion of the, of the meeting on uh, road funding, and a component of that will be the funding for utility relocation, which is new, obviously. Mm-hmm. That was a piece of legislation that passed uh, in this most recent session, and uh, so he'll have, he'll have some information for them about how that will all work. Uh, and then annexation is something, you know, we get questions about regularly, and so we'll talk a little bit about um, not only the three methods of annexation, we're really going to spend some time on scenarios. There are ways to use strategies to maximize the effectiveness of those three methods, and we'll, we'll mm-hmm. be talking about that. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, Scott, can can you do the same and talk about some of the BLOA topics? Yeah, um, I think one of the probably the more interesting, two, two interesting things that uh, we'll talk about, related, the first is related to closing nuisance businesses. A lot of a lot of times folks, particularly members of the community, think that the city can go in and just close down a nuisance business by locking the door shut and, and, and stopping whatever activity is going on there. And that's just not the case. Property owners, business owners, customers of, of a particular business have due process rights that mm-hmm. the city has to observe and, and follow. And so we'll have a, a panel of uh, business licensing officials who will talk about the business license officials' involvement in uh, revoking a business license uh, in in pursuit of closing down a nuisance business. Uh, oftentimes, there's a misperception that simply revoking the business license allows a city to close a business, and that's just not the case. And so, uh, we'll get some some more training on that, particularly some real life stories from uh, the folks in the city of Myrtle Beach and Horry County. And then one of the other things that we're going to have, did you have a question? No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, have that inquisitive the, face. Yeah, no. One of the other <laughs> things we're going to have is some officials from the State Ethics Commission come and talk to the business licensing officials about their role in complying with the State Ethics Act from a public official standpoint. The uh, Finance Officers Clerk Treasurers Association had this training back in the spring at their uh, Spring Academy, and uh, the BLOA Board of Directors said that they, uh, they would be interested in doing that. So uh, we're happy that, that, those, uh, that, that those folks are coming in. Of course, we're going to hold our, our annual, our semi-annual, our twice-annual update session with Danny Crow, who is probably the premier business licensing expert in South Carolina. Danny comes and he and I do a, a Q&A session where we take questions from the audience we cover court cases and uh, attorney general's opinions and other sort of developments in business licensing that are relevant to the officials and making sure that they comply with the law and that they administer the business license tax uh, fairly and in a consistent manner across the state. One of the ones that jumped out to me, the um, revenue enhancement vendors. Yes. So there are a number of revenue enhancement companies that are working across South Carolina. And what these companies do is offer to cities and towns their services to help them essentially audit compliance with the municipal with the city's business license ordinance Mm -hmm. and so they work very closely with the business licensing staff the finance staff in cities and towns to identify companies that and businesses that that are not complying with the business license ordinance and then they help those cities and towns collect that business license revenue Mm -hmm. that they're due and there's been a lot of interesting activity surrounding those companies in the last session of the General Assembly, particularly 
with a budget proviso that was passed as a part of the state budget that limits those revenue enhancement companies' opportunities for contacting businesses that are not compliant with the business license ordinance. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, but more importantly, I think what we're going to have a panel of business license officials talk about is the lessons that they learned and the good practices that they can share with other cities and towns about how to select those revenue enhancement companies, how mm-hmm. to work with them, and uh, any tricks of the trade that that those companies can, that, that the cities can share with their colleagues around the state to make sure that they get the best value and make sure that that they collect as much revenue as they can, but do it in a way that is consistent and fair for the businesses that are that are found. Okay. Would either of you be willing to be the one to give the official registration plug for the for the meeting? Sure. Registration is open online uh, as always for mm-hmm. the uh, Joint Academy. The registration deadline is September the 27th, which is a Friday. You go online to uh, www.masc.se and uh, t- and you can go to the events page. You can find it there. You can uh, search on Joint Academy. You can search on MFOCTA or BLOA, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to find the registration link there. The hotel reservation deadline for this ses- this this uh, uh, Joint Academy is Friday, September the sixth. That we're going to be holding this academy at the uh, uh, Marriott Grand Dunes in Myrtle Beach. We move this meeting around every year. Next year, we're going to uh, North Augusta to the new Crown Plaza Hotel there. By the uh, ball field. By the ball, yep, right next to SRP Park where the Green Jackets play. We've had this meeting in Greenville, Hilton Head, uh, even held it here in Columbia mm-hmm. uh, several years ago, and, and it was very well attended. So, But you can find all that registration material online. If you can't find it, then call Jeff or me or Elizabeth Copeland, who's on our staff. She's really, uh, she's really the brains behind this operation, <laughs> and uh, we hope to have a really, good, uh, a really good attendance. Well, that's everything for me. Anything either of you would like to add? I'll just add that we do have an offering this year, and and our our first time doing this was last year, but it's a program called an Athenian Dialogue, Mm -hmm. and uh, the Athenian will actually uh, parallel the BLOA sessions, so the the concept uh, with it being um, a program that's coordinated by the International Institute of Municipal Clerks is that it would primarily be MFOCTA members that Mm -hmm. would participate, and that's why... uh, it will be offered in parallel with BLOA, but essentially, you know, members will have an opportunity to register. It's an additional uh, charge for that event. It's a hundred dollar registration, but it's the dialogue is a conversation about a leadership book, and it's taking the leadership principles and practices in the book and applying them in a uh, in an interactive way, conversational way, to the everyday responsibilities and duties of municipal clerks and how they do their jobs. So um, it's a session that was very popular a year ago. It's something the the MFOCTA Board of Directors was very interested in offering, and we're now doing that, and we anticipate this year will be just as uh, widely participated and as successful as last year's. Yeah. And one thing I'll add too, Russell, is if there are elected officials who are listening to this podcast and, and you've not – uh, allowed your staff to attend these sessions, these training sessions, not necessarily just this one, but any of them, we would really encourage you to allow those folks to come to these sessions. 
they can, if they have other pro- professional credentials, then these uh, training sessions count towards their certifications and continuing education requirements. But more importantly, these training sessions help them do their jobs better and help you run your city or town as, as at high a level as, as you possibly can and helps you keep out of trouble as well. So uh, I would encourage you, if your staff hasn't attended or if, they, if they've indicated that they don't necessarily need to go, I would argue that they do and they should. And you should encourage them to attend these sessions and, and, uh, and continue it on, uh, on an ongoing basis. Education is lifelong and career long. Exactly. All right. Well, um, Scott, Jeff, thank you both. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook. Twitter, and Instagram.